chapter 15. This chapter records a pivotal event in the early church, confirming that what Jesus accomplished on the cross was the creation of one new body, in which both Jews and Gentiles were to have the same access to God through faith in Jesus Christ and not the law of Moses. Men from Judea came to Antioch teaching the necessity of circumcision and keeping the law. Paul and Barnabas disputed this, and a decision was made to send them to Jerusalem to talk with the apostles and elders. Along the way, Paul and Barnabas described the conversion of the Gentiles, which caused great joy. At Jerusalem, Paul and Barnabas first reported to the whole church, when Pharisees who were believers said that circumcision and keeping the law of Moses was necessary, the apostles and elders met to discuss the issue further. After much dispute, Peter spoke up on how God chose him to be the first to preach the gospel to the Gentiles, and how God acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit, and how God made no distinction, purifying their hearts through faith. Peter thus questioned why they should put a yoke on the Gentiles that even they themselves were unable to bear. Rather, by the grace of the Lord, both Jews and Gentiles could be saved in the same manner. Barnabas and Saul again reported the miracles and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. Finally, James, the Lord's brother, offered Amos's prophecy in support of what Peter said. He then recommended they not trouble the Gentiles, but that a letter be written asking them to abstain from things offered to idols, blood, and things strangled, and sexual immorality. The apostles and elders with the whole church agreed to send the letter and to have Judas and Silas accompany Paul and Barnabas to confirm its authenticity. This letter, its counsel approved by the Holy Spirit, was delivered and joyously received by the brethren in Antioch. Judas and Silas offered their exhortation and strengthened the brethren before Judas returned to Jerusalem. After some time teaching and preaching in Antioch, Paul wanted to visit the brethren in the cities that they had traveled to on the first missionary journey. Barnabas was willing but determined to take John Mark. Paul insisted they should not take John because he left them on the first trip. Unable to reconcile, Barnabas took John and sailed to Cyprus, while Paul took Silas and with commendation from the brethren in Antioch went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Acts 15one 2 and certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. A church, if it is alive and experiencing growth, will have problems especially a church that was as ethnically and culturally diverse as the early church. These new Christians had dramatically different views on the subject of circumcision and the keeping of the law of Moses. These questions were brought to the leadership of the Jerusalem church. Except you be circumcised, you cannot be saved. In reality, the former Pharisees who had been saved were telling the Gentile believers they basically had to convert fully to Judaism in order to be saved. They were guilty of adding works to salvation. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The covenant God made with Abraham included circumcision as a sign the Jewish people had kept up for centuries. It was so important to these Jewish Christians that they wanted the new Gentile Christians to undertake the ritual as well. It is legalistic to imply that a work or deed provides for salvation or for a greater degree of God's love. 
Acts 15 is the most significant chapter in the history of the New Testament church in defining the doctrine of salvation. Acts 15 also demonstrates us the growing pains that the church was having and the Jews, the Christian Jews were having as they were transitioning from one dispensation to another dispensation. They were transitioning from the Mosaical dispensation to the Grace or the Christian dispensation. Mosaical dispensation or the Mosaic Law dispensation responsibilities of that dispensation was to keep the law and walk with God. And the judgment on that dispensation was captivities and foreign rule. Now, since Jesus came, we were under grace, no longer under the law, we were transitioning. This is a transitional phase. Now in the Christian dispensation, or the dispensation of grace. Responsibilities in this dispensation are to believe in Christ and walk with Christ. And judgments are death or loss of rewards. So we're seeing some growing pains between the Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians. Acts 15.1 again says, And certain men which came down from Judea taught their brethren and said, Except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. The first great conflict within a church is a clash between Judea and Antioch. The Judeans see all these Gentiles getting saved under the ministry of Paul and Barnabas. When they travel to Antioch to set the record straight, that salvation is of the Jews, they thought. These Judeans saw circumcision as the principal right of Judaism, indispensable to the rights and privileges of membership into the favored nation, and therefore necessary to salvation. Years later, Judaizers sought to impose circumcision and law upon the Galatians, and Paul condemns them there in Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. The gospel the Judaizers presented to the Galatians was not entirely another gospel. It was the same gospel Paul's, only perverted, with a work added, the work or action of circumcision added to it. Somewhat similar today is that some professing believers will add baptism to salvation. So you have to be saved and then also baptized to be fully saved, to be actually saved. Adding to it is perverting the gospel of Christ. Now the difference between those that wanted to add circumcision and those that believed circumcision was not necessary, the difference was one of development rather than contradiction. The Judaizers were not entirely unscriptural. As far as they knew, they were scriptural. But they were not operating, they were not thinking that we are under a new set of rules. We are in a new circumstance now. Things are different now. Law of circumcision no longer applies now. They were not operating under the new dispensation. They were most likely totally sincere and not sinister in this belief. It was what they were always taught. It was how things had always been. It's how things have always been done. It was the traditional belief. What they taught could be found in Scripture, but it did not recognize the further revelation given to Paul. They sought to bring the Gentiles, saved by a message of pure grace, back under the law, and thus perverting the gospel of grace. Acts 15.2 says, When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation, with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. So a full-blown conflict breaks out. On one side is salvation by grace alone through faith alone by Jesus Christ alone, and on the other side is a time-honored requirement kept by the Jews for hundreds of years. One side we have tradition, one side we have grace. This case is too important to be settled locally among themselves. It must be taken to the council in Jerusalem, to the apostles, 
to those that knew Jesus firsthand. Acts 15.7 says, And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us, that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. Notice this disruption over doctrine happening in the early church. Paul and Barnabas were more concerned about sound doctrine than they were about getting along with the brethren. Paul and Barnabas could have just given in to these Pharisees. Gentiles would have probably done whatever they were asked, circumcision, keep the law, whatever, then everyone would have gotten along and there would have been no fighting or disruption. But it would have been false doctrine sown in the church, and the doctrine of salvation would have been forever damaged, corrupted, changed, and no longer of grace and faith alone. You cannot put a price tag on truth. You cannot put a price tag on sound doctrine. It is well worth fighting for. It is well worth standing for. Right beliefs are worth fighting for. Just because it is traditional belief does not mean it is right. Just because it sounds good does not make it right. Now Peter gets up and speaks of his big encounter with the Gentiles. Acts chapter 10. This is the last mention of Peter in the book of Acts. And he is found endorsing Paul's apostleship and making sure that the door to the Gentiles stays open. Peter is fading into the background and stepping back as his purpose has been fulfilled by God. He is not even the moderator at this meeting, James is, and the Jews fade out of the narrative in the book of Acts, and so does Peter. A new apostle, a new spokesman, someone the Gentiles can follow must now step forward and lead the way, and his name is Paul. Acts 15.11, But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved, even as they. Peter does not say they shall be saved even as we. He says we shall be saved even as they. Peter says not only are these Jews wrong for requiring these Gentiles to be circumcised and keep the law, but the Jews might could learn something about salvation from these Gentiles. In the Old Testament, the Gentiles had to be proselytes to Judaism in order to get into God's plan. But now Peter is telling the Jews that if they want to get in on God's plan, they should take notice of what the Gentiles are doing and follow suit. What are the Gentiles doing? They are being saved by grace, through faith, plus nothing. Plus nothing. They're not adding any elements to the law. They're not adding circumcision. They're being saved by grace, through faith, plus nothing. Not even baptism being added to it. They're being saved by grace, through faith, plus nothing. Acts 15.20 says, But that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols, and from fornication, and from things strangled, and from blood. James sentences that there are four things a Gentile should not should do to protect his testimony. It has nothing to do with getting saved or staying saved. As we shall see, these four things to protect their testimony are 1. Abstain from the pollution of idols. 2. Abstain from fornication. 3. Abstain from eating strangled animals. And 4. Abstain from eating blood. And then the next verse gives the reason for these things. Acts 15.21 For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. The reason is so that these Gentiles can maintain their testimony as the law of Moses is still being preached in every city. These actions by the Gentiles would smooth the way for Jew and Gentile fellowship. James' phraseology indicates that if the condition in these cities changes, this exhortation would no longer apply. In Acts 16, Paul is Timothy circumcised in order to maintain his testimony among the Jews. Timothy's mother was a Jew, but his father was a Greek. In order to be accepted among the Jews, he is circumcised. 
It had nothing to do with his salvation. It had to do with his testimony. Look what it says in verse 29. It says that if they do these things, ye shall do well. Not ye shall be saved, but ye shall do well. So here we see the purpose of the law has changed. Under the Old Testament, the law directly impacted the Jews' relationship with God. Under the New Testament, the main purpose of the law is to directly impact our relationship with others. Once a person's relationship with the Lord is settled at salvation, his desire should be to minister to others and to evangelize. Acts 15.30 says, So when they were dismissed, they came to Antioch, and when they had gathered a multitude together, they delivered the epistle. At this departure, the Acts of the Apostles turns into the Acts of the Apostle Paul. Peter and the other twelve are not mentioned again after this point. From here on in, the book of Acts is concerned with the ministry of Paul. In Acts 15, two major questions are officially answered by the body of apostles and the church through the Holy Spirit in regards to salvation. These questions are, does a man have to do anything to get saved? And does a man have to do anything to stay saved? The answer to both of these questions is a resounding no. The only requirement for salvation is belief. Now Peter's appraisal of the situation, let's review Peter's appraisal of this situation again. Peter sums up his thoughts on this matter in verses 10 to 11. Now therefore why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved even as they. For context, it is also important to note that many commentators believe that at this point Peter had already had a discussion with Paul referenced in Galatians chapter 2 on the subject of Jew and Gentile relations in regards to keeping the law. Galatians chapter 2, 11 to 12 says, But when Peter was come to Antioch, I was stood him to the face, this is Paul speaking, I was stood him to the face, because he was to be blamed. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. Matthew Henry had these comments that summed up the issue and the importance of getting it resolved correctly. The Jewish teachers had urged that circumcision was necessary to salvation. Peter shows it was so far from being so that both Jews and Gentiles were to be saved purely through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and in no other way. There is not one way of salvation for the Jews and another for the Gentiles. Neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision. That is neither here nor there, but faith which works by love. Galatians 5, 6 says, For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Someone said this as far as a concluding thought about this matter. Rather than demonstrating pride and refusing to consider differing opinions, the leaders of the church brought everyone together to discuss the problem and reach a conclusion. Many times people are willing to whisper in secret, but refuse to get together to address issues in a biblical matter. A church where problems are dealt with openly is not prone to destructive divisions. So now we'll look at, some, look at the contention between Paul and Barnabas in verses 36 to 41. There is an argument. After teaching and preaching in Antioch for some days, Paul wants to visit the brethren where they preached during their first missionary journey. Barnabas is determined to take with them John Mark. Paul was insistent that John should not go since he left them in Pamphylia. The contention becomes so sharp they departed from one another. Now the result of this, Barnabas takes Mark and sails to Cyprus. And Paul chooses Silas, commended by the brethren by, to the grace of God, and passed it through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Acts 15, 
And some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord, and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with him John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia, and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus, and Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, confirming the churches. Now what is the cause of the contention? When Paul and Barnabas felt they should return to the churches, found that on their first missionary journey, Barnabas wanted to take John Mark with them again. But evidently Paul felt that this, his returning home from Perga on the first journey was uncalled for, and he refused to take him. The verbs in verses 37 and 38 are in the imperfect tense, indicating that the discussion went on at length. It was a long, drawn-out affair. This was also no small argument, but a sharp contention. So what is the consequence of this sharp contention between Paul and Barnabas? As a result of this, Paul chose Silas, who had been sent with letters from Jerusalem Council, and Barnabas took John Mark. Paul and Silas went overland north through Syria and into Cilicia, while the others went back to Cyprus. Apparently the church sided with Paul in this argument, and verse 40 being recommended by the brethren, as it states, but two sets of missionaries went forth because of this contention. God used it for good and for the furtherance of the gospel. It was not a good situation. It was a sharp contention, a sharp dispute, a long, drawn-out argument, sharp contention, sharp disagreement. They broke fellowship. They departed. They went in different directions. But God used this argument. God used this contention. God used this disputing. God used this and used it for good. Because the end result was two sets of missionaries went forth because of it. Instead of just Paul and Barnabas going forth and one set of missionaries going out, spreading the gospel, preaching the word, evangelizing, getting people saved. Now two sets of missionaries go out, preaching the word, evangelizing, getting people saved. Two sets of missionaries went out from the church of Antioch because of this. God used it for good and for the furtherance of the gospel. <laughs>